morning, good morning, good morning. This is Apostle Tyler, Blessed Harvest Ministries, and I am bubbling with excitement today. The reason being is this is the first segment of our new talk show entitled Relevant. Relevant, and I know when you see it, you're going to go, what in the world? Well, what it has to do is it has to address, or what we're going to be doing is addressing the importance of the Word of God in everyday situation, everyday circumstances, in our life, in hardships, which you guys have heard me talk many times before. We all experience them. And what God has been dealing with me about is that many times we call on him, but we don't know how to properly apply the word of God to our particular situations. So today, our first guest is none other than my friend, my companion, my lover, my husband, Minister Walter Tyler. He is a father, a friend, uh, a musician. He's a lot of things, but there's one thing in particular that a lot of people don't know about. And it's very, very important to our marriage and our relationship is that my husband has been formally or what they call formally incarcerated. He has his own testimony and his own story. We didn't prep for this today. As you can see, his face is very serious, but he has a lot of information, and the first thing that I want to ask him about today is how were you able to survive while you were incarcerated? How were you able to survive? Well, first, I want to say thank you for inviting me here, You're very sweetie. Welcome. And <laughs> as, as uh, I'm going to speak to you now, also as my pastor, um, I survived only with God in my life. You know, when you're incarcerated, there's a lot of times that you, you feel like no one's there for you. Mm -hmm. And in reality, no one is there for you but God. Because when you have to rely on man, man doesn't come clean for you all the time. And, and there's circumstances that, you know, people can't do things for you uh, and support you in, in certain areas. However, um, God, he always he's always there now no matter what you do mm -hmm. uh, you know you we're sinful we have a sinful nature and we're we're going to make mistakes we all have vices however um if you do not uh realize that there is a god in control mm -hmm. then you're still walking around and blinded you're still walking around blinded yeah Amen. well the the next question that i have for you is why do you feel that the word of God is relevant in the life of someone who has been incarcerated? Because one of the things that I know from being in prison ministry for over 30 some years is that a lot of men and women face really difficult tasks. You, they, because you serve your time, you do, you, you, you pay back society by serving your time, but you come out here and many, many give their life to the Lord while they're in prison. Once they're out, now comes the application of the word of God. What advice do you have to our audience today for the relevance of God's word in your life now? Now that you're no longer behind bars, you're now free. Why is the word of God still relevant in your life today? Because patience is the key. You know, God instructed several people in the past, let's say, you know, ancient times, um, to listen to the word of God and be patient for it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we, we come out 
We're going to come out and we're going to think that we can do things real quick. Mm -hmm. But society doesn't really accept you back because you still tr have to prove something back to society in order to gain their trust all over again. Mm -hmm. But you see, God doesn't do that. He, Amen. <laughs> he, he doesn't do that. You know, he doesn't hold something over you or something like this. He wants you just to trust him. So, you know, you have to have patience when you come out. You have to endure the, the, the people that's going to tell you no they can't mm -hmm. they'll make excuses or whatever right. you know uh, you have to endure but with the word of god you you have that strength god says that uh i will be with you always yes so if he's yes. if you believe that mm -hmm. then you have to have patience for him you know you make your supplication to the lord you give the lord all that you want and you let him know that. But at the same time, you have to work for him also. This is not a give and right. give situation. You have to also give because you're asking for something from him. So now you have to give something to him. So a lot of things that we come out in society, back into society, uh, we have to remember that we've given, we're giving up some things mm -hmm. in order to receive some things. Very good. I like that. So when a, in, when a man or a woman comes out of prison, regardless to the amount of time that they're in, and you, you, you have more expertise in this than I do. While in prison, there, there's a cliche when, when you spent so much time in, they say that you are now institutionalized. Do you believe, according to the word of God, that that label applies you never, no, 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 no. You never okay. always in bondage, man. This, that's that's man's way of telling you you will always be in bondage. Amen. All right now. No. All right. Help <laughs> you us. Know, help us. So, with so that. now, so now, uh, let, let, let's. When you when you study the Word of God, and you learn the attributes that He has. Um, then you start to receiving certain things. You start to acting a certain and, and change your ways. But you, you never put yourself in the bondage. Um, that's not where we're designed to be. We're, we're designed to be free. Amen. For the word of the Lord says, whom the Son is set free is free indeed. So <laughs> you, can, you're, you can be free while incarcerated, but experience true freedom once you're out because you're not carrying this this label and that's one of the things that that i know as far as our relationship and and the, the next thing that i want to um, talk talk about and to address to the audience is the word of god is relevant in our marriage it's what keeps us it's what sustains us but it's more more even more relevant because many people say well, if you marry a person that's been incarcerated, somebody that society says is institutionalized, somebody that society says is never going to make it, but you believe within yourself that this person is truly free, you believe in yourself that this is the soulmate that God has given you, the only thing that can keep and solidify and validate that relationship, it's not your family and it's not your friends, but it's what the two of you, it's what my husband and I, we believe when we made our vows. And the word of God is what makes this relationship relevant not who he was before I met him or who I was but it's God and God alone he has become the center of our relationship so what advice do you have for men who get out of prison 
they come home but they come home to a family that has survived without them how 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 do you apply the word of god in a situation like that the family has survived without them the children have grown up now and it seems like you have missed you've missed so much how does the word of god help you migrate back into society well the word of god says and and you know i paraphrase a lot of times because you know i'm still drinking milk all right <laughs> but um you know he says to knock and the door shall be open so now when you when you come back out and your family has lived their life without you mm -hmm. knock on the door for god to give you some <laughs> guidance how to deal with that because you know my family, and, and it's true of fact, I spent a lot of years, and I'm not ashamed to say this, I spent uh, 22 years straight, you know, doing time. And my family grew, my sons grew, and my mm -hmm. daughter grew, and, and uh, without me. So, you know, I can't come back into, into their lives um, trying to make things right. You know, that's water under the bridge. Right. The only way that I can show them my love and my the change in my life is the way that I uh, live my life for God right now. You know, God, He is. It, it, you cannot mock God. Amen. Uh, you, all the things that you do in the past, you have to reap. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm not mad at the fact that I had to do a lot of time. I'm not mad at the fact that I, that I spent a lot of time away from my family. I chose that. I chose that. That was a, that was a decision I made. Bad decision, true enough, mm -hmm. but, but a decision I made. So now I have to trust God to straighten my life out, but I have to, right. I have to line it up with the Word of God so that everything comes out smoothly. Mm -hmm. And I asked God while I was incarcerated for Proverbs 31. Mm. So now, mind you, I had people still in my life um, just, you know, communicating and everything, but I asked God for a particular woman and uh, he gave her to me. Yay! <laughs> So I'm not, you know, but but you, you you have to you have to submit yourself. You have to give it all up. Amen. You know, and you can't play with you can't mock play games with God because God can, will not be mocked. He will not play games with you. Right. So when I made my petition to the Lord and I says, listen, I just need someone that will love me for me. Um, would you please do that for me? And I had to be patient. So when you come out of prison, you come out with the expectation of a lot of things are going to happen, but you have to put back, come back into reality. Mm -hmm. Be patient. All right. For the Lord said, be patient, long suffering. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things you're going to go through, but be of good faith. Mm -hmm. Be of good faith. Stay strong and believe. And I am always here for you. And I will always feel like that. Because when he gave me you, yeah. <laughs> I knew I, I knew I knew what I had. So. Am I blushing? No, I'm kidding. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, you know, uh, let's let's just keep it real. Like the young folks say, keep it real. Keep it I'm going to keep it real yeah, right keep now. Keep it real. But, you know, um, I'm grateful. You have to be grateful. You have Amen. to be humble. Um, and I'm grateful that God has shown me mercy and grace so you know 
I'm just here just on that on that behalf right there. Amen. The word of God is the sustainer and the keeper in all of our lives. And I know that the word of the Lord says they that keep their mind on him, he will keep them in perfect peace. I know that the word of the Lord says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you come out of prison and you, those words are vibrating in your ear and in your spirit, and like you said, doors are being closed. Well, um, this particular job, the doors being closed over there, or say you're say the family is holding animosity and unforgiveness towards you. How how does the word of God help you not to go into a mind state of guilt or shame, or even because some people some people will relapse and they will go back to committing crime because they cannot endure. They can't endure with um, the present age. There are things that they're not they're not savvy with the computer, the technology. So they're not savvy with it. Um, they've fallen behind in the workforce, you know, mentality and the changes that have taken place. The family has moved on. And they're saying, yeah, we still love you, but we've moved on. How does the word of God help you with the healing process so that you don't slip back into feeling guilt, shame, or even wanting to just throw the towel in and say, forget it, I'm going back in. Well, what does the word of God say? Pray without ceasing. Yes. <laughs> Prayer. Let me say this. I'm continuously praying to God because when you don't use that time to pray to God, mm -hmm. worship him, um, then you're giving a lot of time to the enemy to talk to you. Mm. And don't get it twisted. He talks to you. <laughs> he gets to me sometimes. And, you know, you try to put a blockade, and that's the blockade that I put, prayer. I use the word of God to, 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 to make him back up. Because it's, you can't do this by yourself. Amen. That's true. And... Even though you may be my wife and my pastor, you can't help me in areas that the enemy knows he can work me. Right. So I have to go to God in prayer and mm -hmm. supplication and and just put it all on the table and let him take care of that. Mm -hmm. I have to trust him. Prayer. Prayer. Trust. trust. Faith. Come on. Prayer. Faith. And trust this this is from this is information coming from not just somebody I met off the street but this is my husband this my husband and I've been married now nine years I met him in 2005 and it hasn't been an easy road for us but it has been a road that both of us have chosen to walk together and with God the show today relevant brought you a perspective of life that many people don't want to deal with. And that's men and women that have been formerly incarcerated. But there are men and women with a soul. There are men and women with intelligence. There are men and women who they themselves have had ups and downs. The same God that saved me is the same God that saved my husband while he was incarcerated. And so today what we brought you on the show of relevance is 
the desire for prayer, faith, and change. Father, we thank you for this day. We give you praise, glory, and honor for this new show. We are anticipating so many more people to come and share the the relevance of the word of God that is in their life because you're concerned about every area of our life. The victory belongs to Jesus. It's in the blessing of your son, Jesus Christ, that we give you all praise, glory, and honor. Amen and Amen. amen.